This is insane. This is wonderful. This this huge show we have for you today. We've got Paulie Malinowski coming on, which who knows what he's going to say. He's oh, always unpredictable, yeah, Rob. Hell yeah. On top of that, did you see the barroom brawl with the MMA guys and the football guys? I can't wait to get into that. Yeah, we'll see who won that one. I think I know. And on top of that, we have a former WWE superstar, Lars Sullivan, wants to get involved in bare-knuckle fighting. We're going to touch on that as well. I saw that article, man. Oh, it's going to be that. so much stuff to cover today, man. But I, I told you maybe we wouldn't talk about this, but I know a little something about you, and I, I want to put you on front street here, call you out. Uh, right before the show, what a consummate professional Rob is, got his car stolen. This is this is legitimate. Rob got his car stolen. Look at this man. Get a shot of my friend who got his car stolen. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's smiling. He's still in a good mood. Can you tell us about what happened, Rob? You yeah, got car stolen. I don't even know where to begin. So I'll try to give everybody the, the short and sweet of it, um, if there is anything sweet about this story. <laughs> so I'm driving <laughs> home from, you know, from the office uh, the other night, and I hit a giant pothole i mean something that just sunk my car in um and as soon as i hit it i'm like it's it's curtains it's curtains my my, my tire's gone and it's like and i'm on 95 and oh. there's like you know brutal brutal traffic i'm like all right let me try to get over real safe and as i'm trying to you know as i'm trying to get over to the uh, right hand lane try to get into the safe spot of the so- uh, shoulder excuse me there's already a cop there. There's already two other cars with their hazards on. And I'm like, <laughs> a lot of people hitting potholes already. <laughs> yeah, same pothole. I yeah. pull over. Uh, I pull over. The cop, you know, tells me the the whole story. So I'm not sure if anyone's not aware of this or not. But uh, if you have a brand new car, apparently two out of every three cars now do not have spare tires in the back. I was going to ask you, do you have a spare tire? Be no a man, spare. change your tire. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's no spare tires uh, in Honda Civics. So. I just bought a Honda Pilot. Oh my gosh, I got to look for the so spare you tire. Might, so there. SUVs still have them. Okay. Apparently SUVs still right. have them. So they gave me this piece of shit, fix a flat thing that <laughs> was ridiculous, that did not work. I you know put it into the tire. There's whatever the fix a flat stuff is going everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's not inflating. I'm like, this is is insane. I call Honda. I'm like, look, you guys send a tow truck out. (laughs) And, uh, you know, as I'm opening the door, I almost get clipped by a, you know, a a semi and I'm I'm like, man, I'm not dying on the side of the highway for this car. No, No, not not for something like this. So I actually spoke to the police officer. He said, actually, give me a ride home. I said, awesome. Thank you. You're not used to getting a ride home from police officer in that kind of way. Usually you're in the back of the car. Yeah. 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 It's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) Felt comfortable. I'm sure. He opened the door and my hands are in front of me, not in back of me. (laughs) You weren't sitting on that horrible, like hard surface in the back. So what happened? He gave you a ride home. Yeah. So he he gave me a ride home and I contacted, uh, you know, I contacted uh, uh, Honda um, Care and they contacted a tow truck company to come out. Uh, They were going to come out, pick up the vehicle. Yeah. Uh, I contacted them. I said, hey, just a heads up, I'm not with the vehicle. And, you know, stay. They'll be there in about an hour. Everything's going to be taken care of. of course. Uh, just leave your key in there. <laughs> what? Yeah. Can so, I make a comment on that right away? Can I, am I allowed to talk about what I think about that? Yeah, man. Inside <laughs> job. Come on. Hit us in the chat. They told him to leave his car in the ignition. The car keys. Well, I didn't even tell him that what, what happened yet, so we can't even tell him that. I'm telling, <laughs> so. I'm telling you, the, if the keys are in the car, it's an inside job. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I so I mean, what? Yeah. So that, that that's just funny in and of itself. I contact the tow truck company directly because I, you know, I get an automated message. Within the message, it says, you're not able to ride into the cab, so make sure you find an alternate uh, means of transportation. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's fine. I didn't want to stay with the vehicle anyway. Yeah. Um, I call them. I say, look, this is where my key is at. This is where my car is located at. Just do me a huge favor. Call me, text me. Just let me know that you get there, that you pick the vehicle up, and it's going safe to my uh, dealership uh, to get repaired. Uh, that's it. 
We're talking to Rob, just so you know, if you're just tuning in. Rob, who just got his car stolen right before the broadcast. Uh, or was it, it was, well, Dude, I found out before the broadcast. I didn't know about all this. He just got his car stolen. He's here with a happy face, and he's telling us what happened. So, Rob, continue. I'm sure life kind of sucks for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now, now I'm back home, and uh, I call them again. And I'm like, hey, I didn't ha- hear anything back from you guys. And uh, they're like, yeah, you know, you know, we're, we're going to we have all your information. Um, they're going to give you a call when when they touch base. I go to sleep. I wake up. I call my dealership. Hey, did you get my car? We don't have your car. Wow. I'm like, that? I'm like, OK. So I call the tow truck company and listen to this. <laughs> I got to pause myself. You're frustrated. Yeah. Listen to this bullshit story that Ooh. they tell me. Right. So they. Their 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 thing is they canceled the pickup to the vehicle because the driver was sleeping in the driver's seat. You were sleeping in the driver's what of, like, of your car? Yeah. So uh, apparently the driver came out, knocked on the window, and the window was fogged up. So there was somebody sleeping inside. So they left. Oh wow! I'm like whoa 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 whoa! I'm like what? So you show up to a, a vehicle that knowingly I wasn't there. I touched base with you guys. You didn't call me. You didn't text me. And if you did, I would have then contacted the police because I'm not in, I'm not in the car, man. <laughs> Inside job. Yeah. Inside job. I mean, are you allowed to comment on that, right? Come on. I, I think so. Where are we I at? Do so you have your car sure. back right now? So, all right. So my car, the next day I get a call from, you know, I, I contact the, the police. Police are contacted and, um, you know, I had to report my car stolen. I have to go into the state police to, you know, go through all, all the exercises. I leave 10 minutes later. I get a call back by a local township, mm-hmm. uh, local township police department. Okay. And uh, the strangest thing, uh, they're like, hey, uh, do you have a 2018 Honda Civic? I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I do. They're like, uh, they just dropped it off. Uh, someone, excuse me, someone just dropped off your vehicle at a local gas station. And, dropped it off. And, and, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, who picked it? I'm like, what token? company picked it up and dropped it off there. I was supposed to take it to Honda. Mm-hmm. And then he's asking me these strange questions. Like, who are you with? And I'm like, with my, you know, with my friend, who's actually one of the uh, producers, uh, co-producers for the show. I'm, you know, with my friend now who, um, who just took me to the police station. He's like, oh, where are you guys at? I'm like, we're at Walmart. Why? What's going on? Well, uh, we just, you know, we just want to ask you a couple of questions and come on in and, and, uh, uh, you know, make sure you're who you are. I said, okay, cool. Um, you know, your car's impounded. I'm sorry. They, they stated my car was impounded. I'm like, oh, my, I'm like, whatever. I'm just going to go take care of it. So call the state police back. Hey, I just left. <laughs> my car's getting impounded um, by the township. Um, just wanted to give you guys, you know, some more information. Oof. I'm driving to the uh, township. My car's on the side of the road in, in the gas station still. I'm like, what? So I pull over. I'm like. I'm like, oh my God, my rim is absolutely annihilated, right? Yeah. So rim's annihilated. Make a long story short. Too late. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm, no, it's I'm a trying, horrible story. Man. I feel bad you're reliving it. The shop guy comes out and says, some random dude dropped your car off. Some random dude drops your car off, says, switch the tire out. Like, we got to order a tire for you. He hops out of my car, hops into another person's uh, truck that was sitting outside the bay, steals that truck and takes off. So they see that, they call the police, and what? that's how they interacted. Yeah. So wait, that was the, I, I, okay, good, I'm glad I went. They stole another car after they stole your car, so they got a better yeah. car. They upgraded. Matter of fact, I think I think we have a picture of your car up there. This is the car we've been, t- I don't know why you even want that car back. Look at it, it's a hoopty. 
That's not my car. That is your car. Don't <laughs> lie to the people. That's your car. You drive a hoopie. <laughs> Producers, is that, that not, is certainly that, not my Producer, car, Producer, is man. that not Rob's car that we just threw up there? You just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. What is that? You just can't get into it because they would never understand. I don't know what that was. I that's... thought I was going to talk to a producer. <laughs> They'll never really understand. Well, Rob, that's about your car. We wish you luck, and we're going to be following that story and in the chat. Drop it if you, if you've maybe had a car stolen. I don't really know anybody's ever got a car yeah, stolen. Man. That's a, this is a first for me, and it sucks. I, and everyone you feel I spoke violated, to, right? Yeah, it's... <laughs> you do. I mean, I understand it's your personal belongings and stuff like that. But are you so you, you have the it, car in your possession now officially? No. Well, it, I do. I have okay. it. Yeah, it's 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 a dealership. They're Good. going through the exercises now, and uh, I got clean adjuster. And, I dig that. Yeah, it's fun so i mean i feel bad because we have to transition let's talk about what happened last week we have to get moving here because we're on a schedule last week uh mr malo i believe he calls himself brandon lambert we've heard all about him um i i don't know fighting like you do Mm -hmm. i've heard people say that he is not probably the best fighter but he is hilarious on instagram and he was in the chat last week uh kind of trolling that's what he likes to do yep and he ended up trolling Tyler Goodjohn. That's one of his favorite pastimes. So we have some video of him. He was showing up the fights and everything as Tyler Goodjohn. Let's go to that video right now. We have that Tyler Goodjohn <laughs> impersonation. I love it. Yeah, he's he's awesome, man. It's he's coming hilarious. Up. I mean, it's the point where he's even he's he's from what I heard, he's going to other shows dressed as Tyler, and he won't even answer as Brandon Lambert. He answers <laughs> as Tyler Goodjohn. Like he won't answer you if you ask him. Brandon. Yeah, before this whole thing, he had his own skit. But here we go. Let's check it out. Here's him as Tyler Goodjohn. Now that I took care of the green here, Geezer, this message is for you, Louis Palomino. I'm going to come out here from UK, come to America with no gym, no coach. I'll catch COVID, and then I'll meet you in the ring, and I'll roll and get my ass beat, and I'll blame it on the trip. I'm a fucking superstar. <laughs> I love that he ends every one of these videos with I'm an effing superstar. I mean, that's that's a spot on impersonation of Tyler. It's I don't know if that fight's ever going to happen. Brandon might get killed if that fight does happen. I'm being honest. I mean, you don't know. I, I've just yeah, seen more of Tyler. Yeah. I mean, he, um, he needs a couple of, you know, a couple to, of decades of training prior to train hop a in the ring with him. But, yeah. but as far as a character and, and doing that stuff on Instagram, even if the fight doesn't happen, I was saying this in the Fight Sport Focus podcast mm-hmm. last night when I was on. Shout out to those guys. They're awesome. Yeah, um, shout out to those guys. I was saying this, like, even if he doesn't fight, we want to see the fight, but I'm entertained by the stuff he's doing on Instagram. I'm cool with that. Dude, he is trolling the hell out of him, man. I mean, I, I think he's getting under his skin a little bit, and he put up his own 10K, man. You got to respect <laughs> he that. He had that on the Instagram, 10,000 bucks yeah, in, in cash. Uh, yeah, wow, 10 grand. I wish I had that kind of money to offer people to fight me. Yeah, I'd fix my car. <laughs> I, I would be at you, right? Buy a new car. <laughs> buy a new car. But, and let's, let's talk about another kind of fighting. So so it's hmm. a... It's a controlled kind of fighting wwe uh, yep. another hot topic going on and this is interesting because you wouldn't have seen this you would not have seen this headline even three months ago this shows you that we've become more mainstream as a bare knuckle fighting championship organization former wwe superstar lars sullivan mm-hmm. uh, he decided he's leaving wwe uh he got his release he left and he wants to do bare knuckle fighting that was the headline we have the headline right here you can check it out uh, I don't know if they put it up yet, but Lars is a big dude. 6'3", 330, we're talking, sports <laughs> background. Uh, played football in high school. Then he got into bodybuilding. He met Bobby Lashley, who works for okay. WWE now and used to fight. Yep. I think he still fights for Bellator once in a while. And Bobby Lashley was so impressed by this Lars Sullivan that he got WWE to take a direct look at him. So I wonder, mm. in the chat, and I'm curious for your thought too, do you want to see a former WWE wrestler like a Lars Sullivan try bare knuckle? I, I'm a wrestling fan. I am I, as well. So I would like to, but even if I wasn't, I think I'd still like to see how a guy from another another art, another thing comes in and does in this world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, just look at Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I mean, 
crazy, just super athlete. I mean, he was just, you know, he was bred to do what he does. And he transitioned to combat sports and, you know, he, he went into the UFC. And I mean, his great style. So wrestlers are ultra athletic. Yeah, they They're get, used to taking, you know, taking, taking a beating. So, um, so, so the thing is, some of these wrestlers, what people don't realize, they want to say it's fake. Okay, good. It's controlled. I understand all that. But when you're constantly taking falls, taking bumps on mats, and you're getting hit with chairs, there's no way to fake that. They're not rubber chairs. You have to be mentally tough, mm-hmm. and you have to be physically tough. Now, it might be a different kind than a fighter being tough, but these guys are on the road a lot. These guys, matter of fact, that's why uh, Lars Sullivan wanted his release. He said anxiety issues. They were getting mm. ready to push him. They kept trying to push him and make him bigger, and he would get these anxiety issues. He couldn't handle it. So I wonder, like, anxiety issues... If you're looking at bare knuckle, I'd have anxiety issues more than WWE, but that's sure makes him not a fighter. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, would you like to see him? I mean, in the chat, tell us. I'd love to know if you'd like to see Lars Sullivan because we could reach out to him. I guess if yeah, yeah. From my understanding, does he have like a checkered past? Uh, I don't want to say it's checkered. He had some controversies. Questionable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just uh, quickly, he he had some problems online. He paid a hundred thousand dollar fine. Took some sensitivity (laughs) training for WWE. He's past that. So we'll see okay. what he does. I mean, Lars Sullivan, that'll be, I wouldn't mind seeing him. He's a monster. You saw his picture. You saw it. Mm-hmm. I, I think he could do some good stuff with us. And again, I guess time will tell. Maybe we'll have him on as a guest one week or something. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a huge heavyweight. It's a, that's a huge, huge gigantically huge. And this guy, I mean, I wouldn't want to stand across the ring from him. Maybe, maybe Joey would. Maybe not me. Uh, Joey would probably love to do that. Yeah. So aside from that, we're mm-hmm. talking about controlled fighting and this guy wants to come to bare knuckle. Let's talk about a real barroom brawl. Did you see this? Uh, two MMA guys, two football players. It's the hottest thing on Twitter right now for the past couple of days. But I, I think we have the video too. If you yeah. for some reason haven't seen it, it's two MMA fighters. It's two football players. And if you haven't seen this yet, you can guess in the chat who got the best of who, who do you think won? So we're going to take a look at that in a second, but mm-hmm. I, I know who I saw, I saw one. As we, as we look at it, I'm also going to kind of comment and tell you some stuff that's going on so we don't run short on time here. Yeah, absolutely. Smaller guys are the MMA guys. I mean... Man, but the takedown, dude. Yeah, dude so he had no chance. And his buddy goes down, and apparently, yeah. Rob... Well, I mean, this is what we're seeing. The MMA mm-hmm. guy's coming out on top. But uh, somebody was telling me a lawyer released a statement. Now, I think it was one of the MMA guys, one of their lawyers, because I, I don't know. I don't know what it said. Um, somebody just kind of told me this before we went on the air. But my thing is, I think one of the football players should be releasing the statement. They should have a lawyer immediately say, we are not wimps. This wasn't, we slipped on a banana peel. The, the floor was wet. That's what I'd have my hype man putting well, all that out. That guy, that guy is a football player that, you know, I, I'm not sure about the Ooh, guy the that wall. just got slammed there. I mean, into that's, that's brutal. Apparently his orbital bone was shattered. He had to get a reconstructive surgery. Do we know what caused the fight? I don't even know what caused and it. And that's the thing. One, some of the things I don't, I don't like is trying to comment or trying to weigh an opinion on getting into something you know, it could be a minute in, it could be five minutes in. Cause it looks like the guy gets pushed, but he grabs his nose and it looks like there's blood or there's something. So, something happened before Yeah, that. Well, we don't know. I mean, you know, he gets shoved and you know, he just, you know, he, he goes for broke. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're going through the, the legal ramifications, you know, for that right now. But, uh, yeah, man, you you definitely you definitely don't want to get into a a, a wrestling no. match in the bathroom, man. especially with an MMA guy. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna crush you. Never, you. you never you know can be who as you're tough dealing as you with. Want. Yeah, right. You can be as tough as you want in football. Football is an amazing sport, 
But when you're going against some type of wrestler, MMA guy, it goes to the ground, it's all done. We've seen it happen a million times as soon as they take it down. Yeah. Uh, and that was something, another exercise that showed that. Let us know uh, if you know what started that fight in the chat. You can let us know that. As we get ready, I'm yeah, excited. Who's, I want to know who's, who's siding with who because a lot of people, it seems very polarizing. Some people are with the football players. Yeah. Some people are with the MMA and say, hey, man, that guy started it. He's double his size. And then people are like, hey, he's a professional wrestler. I don't know if he's in an MMA. I know he's a wrestler. He, he may have done MMA as well. I, th- I think he has that he should never be using that. But, you know, what, are your, what, you know, what are your thoughts? Leave it up to you. Yeah. As Let we get ready, as I close this out so we don't run short of time, because yep. I think the guy's waiting here. I'm excited to talk to him. We'll have him on a little while. Next up, in about a minute, we're going to talk about the BKFC tryouts, how important they are. And there's some strange, crazy stuff that goes on there. We're, we're going to uh, take a look at that as well. And we have a guy, Spencer Ruggieri, who just got signed through a BKFC tryout, who's a, a, a big character from what I understand. I've never yeah, spoken yeah. to him. He's going to be coming Can't on because he's going to be fighting on our next fight coming up here. So we're excited to talk yeah. to him. A lot of stuff happening on the BKFC podcast. And we have Paulie Malinowski coming on later. So don't go anywhere. After this break, we're back with more BKC tryout uh, info and our man, Spencer Ruggieri. All right. Tiger Life is not about race or religion, black or white, young or old, male or female. It's not about where you live or where you're from. It's about finding your why in life. Tiger Life is a way of life. It's a purpose, a light, the future. We all have a story to tell, so let's tell it. It's time to be heard. Just remember, we may not be able to rewrite our story, but we sure as hell could change the ending. Tiger Life. Energy never tastes it so good. Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship 16, live Friday, March 19th. Watch as Leonard Bad Boy Garcia aims to end the undefeated streak of Joe Hitman Elmore. And Chop Chop Corley takes on the educated hands of Reggie Barnett. Plus, former heavyweight champ Arnold Adams returns to face Bobo O'Bannon. Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship 16, Friday, March 19th, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, only on the Bare Knuckle TV app. Download it now, bkfc.com. Oh, we're back. Look at that. This is awesome. Hey. I didn't even know we were coming back. That was like a cold <laughs> open. Boom, we're here. Look, so much stuff going on today. Thanks for hanging out with us. Paulie Malinaji coming up. Uh, you never know what that guy's going to say, so I'm so excited to talk to him. We had him on my Sirius XM show uh, that I was doing for a while. He's like, I refer to Paul as a lawnmower. You pull the string and he goes. And, that, and that's a compliment, <laughs> so man. True. That's such a compliment. So true. Uh, but right here now, I want to talk a little bit about BKFC tryouts, which are very important. Mm-hmm. We constantly get e- emails, uh, messages about how you can try out. And there's a lot of different ways. Just go to one of our tryouts. Like our next tryout's happening the day after our next show uh, in Birmingham. Um, so you, you can get involved with that. I guess they can DM us or I don't know who they should even email. Yeah, yeah. The tryouts are, you can go to the website. Um, we're going to put out more information go. regarding that. Um, and, and if you look, you can see here, my boy, I love this guy. Lights Out's going to be there. He's going to be the special guest. He's going to be analyzing and just checking out what's going on. You can register, of course, at bareknuckle.tv slash tryouts. That's March 20th in Alabama. Very important to to, to uh, do these tryouts uh, because we find so much talent that we wouldn't have found. There's so many amazing fighters out there. There's so many amazing fighters. And if you, you know, if, if the world could see our social media, how do I fight? How do I join? You know, oh, and talking. everybody's vying for it. And we're getting some very unique individuals, some people with great stories, some people with some great background and a combination of both. Great fighters, too, just watching them fight. Yeah, yeah, it's some, some very, very, very... Uh, Who have we signed off trout so far? I mean, there's, there's been a lot of people signed. Yeah, Sam Shoemaker, Which, Reggie Barnett way, Jr. Look at these people. Sam Shoemaker, big star. He's fighting for the title coming up. Uh, Reggie, co-main event. Like, these tryouts 
are fruitful. We always find good stuff there. We always find great people, great characters. You're saying Sam Shoemaker, actually, I believe it was at the world-famous ECW Arena since we were talking wrestling earlier in Philly. I believe he broke uh, the punch meter at the tryout there. Did he not? <laughs> did, man. This is Ivan, Ivan Drago style, man. Like 2,000 plus there, man. It was sick, man. It was, that was awesome. But all this crazy mm-hmm. stuff happens there, and we see all these athletes, as Rob was saying. Uh, matter of fact, right here now, we have a guy on the phone that's going to be fighting our upcoming show. Um, it's going to be great. They found him at tryouts. Yep. He's uh, going to be fighting live. BKFC 16. It's going to be awesome. Spencer Ruggieri is on the, on the phone with us, on the Zoom with us. Spencer, how are you, bro? Not bad. How are you guys doing? We're doing great, man. Thank you for being here with us. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Spencer. We discovered you at the tryouts, uh, and now you have a fight coming up. I mean, that's got to make you feel good. Why did you attend the tryouts? I mean, what was your reasoning? Obviously, you want to work for us, but why do bare knuckle? To to be completely blunt with you, it's just something that's right up my alley. It, I don't have to worry about somebody dragging me into the deeper rounds you don't get to hide behind your wrestling it's it's just a hand so absolutely man exactly what i'm good at tell us a little bit about your background man do you have a boxing background wrestling background mma tell us a little bit of history about who you are i would i would call it unorthodox striking so bare bare knuckle is very very different it's very different that almost like a street fight but at the same time it's that, that those one punches, those single backhanded jabs, like you, you can peel the skin off of somebody's face with a backhand. It's a different kind of game. Absolutely. So, uh, the game based off of reflexes, based off of a single shot, based off of counter punching, becomes very dangerous. It becomes very dangerous, and it's it's everything that I've always been extremely good at. So. So what? But what have you uh, done before this? He was talking about your background, and uh, I mean, have you been fighting for years? Is this something you want to try? Cause you're, it's no, else? no, all underground. It's all unsanctioned smokers, little little fights. I've been watching from what I would call like the dark, and waiting for an opportunity for bare knuckle to kind of expose itself, and it took place. When I saw the tryouts, it was no question that I was going to fly out and I was going to go do what I'm supposed to do. And that's awesome. You, have, you flew in there yeah, from, been, from where? From California. Wow. Wow. This guy wanted it, man. You can tell, I mean, you can tell by talking to him that, that he'd been plotting this for a while, but I love that you're here, man. I love that you're fighting coming up for us. Uh, anybody at the tryouts being, being a fighter, you're always probably looking for competition, looking at what other people are doing, trying to pick up things as well as developing yourself. Was there anybody at the trials sure. that you saw that you think it could that you'd like to fight or that could continue to be a star for? Is there anyone that stuck out to you and why? Uh, to, to be, I go in kind of blind to those kind of things. I don't, I don't really watch other fighters. So you just not, do you. not my concern. You just do you. Yeah. You get paid to fight whoever they put in front of you, kind of thing. You're going to defeat. That's your goal. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So it just, it doesn't matter. You're not calling about, you're not looking, you're just fighting. How many fights do you think you've had? You talk about underground. How many fights do you think mm-hmm. you've had? Maybe eight. Okay. Eight or nine. Okay. And of those yeah. eight or nine, what, what was your record looking like underground? I'm undefeated. Undefeated. I love that. Okay. So I, yeah, I saw it, the highlight on this guy, man. Oh, you he's, did? he's legit, dude. He's I can't legit. wait. He's scary. I can't, I can't <laughs> wait to watch you fight, man. So underground wise, you, you come out of that and you're coming into bare knuckle. Now, 
David Feldman, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, has done, in my estimation, an amazing job at taking Bare Knuckle from the smokers, that you call them, from mm-hmm. the underground, and bringing it to a worldwide right. stage. Uh, it, it's got to be exciting to be here now to fight. I mean, you've been waiting for this. Uh, so what are you feeling right now when you find out you have a fight? I'm numb. I don't feel fucking anything. Well, let's hope you're numb too in the, in the squared circle. If See, this punched. is the type of guy you do not want to yeah, fight, I'm man. <laughs> I gotta this tell you. is the type of guy that's very quiet. You, you always be careful for this dude. He will take your yeah. head off, man. Silent I, but violent. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see him. I, I saw again. I saw his highlight highlight reel. I saw him at the tryouts. Man, this, so, this guy's he's, he's legit. So yeah. coming up, of course, it's Leonard Garcia, the bad boy, versus Joe Hitman Elmore. That's March 19th. Spencer Ruggieri going to be on that card too. We found him at tryouts, and we're so excited that you're here with us, hanging out, Spencer. And you know, we love it, and we appreciate you coming on. You want to plug into your social media? Do you have social media? Where can people find you before we let you go? Yeah, it's uh, Ufedin Bare Knuckle. I love it. You have you can just my name. I love it. Spencer Ruggieri, uh, a fellow Paisan, I guess, Italian. Ruggieri, I'll take that. Mm. What's your favorite Italian yeah. dish before I let you go? Come on. Probably just old school spaghetti marinara, man. That's right, man. Mananad. You say it like a Paisan. Mananad. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, man, and we wish you luck. Eat yeah, some meatballs, chat, too. Chat, pay, pay attention to this guy. I'm, I'm calling it right now, Brian. I'm yeah. calling it right now. This guy's going to be a top defender, uh, a top contender, excuse me. Uh, yeah. In a year or two, this guy's going to be Yeah, he's a guy to look deep. at. All yeah. right, you're a guy to look at. Spencer Ruggieri, man, I'm excited to look more at uh, what you have to offer, and I can't wait to see you climb the ladder here in BKFC to be yeah. like the major superstar that you deserve to be, man. So happy, be, happy you're here with us. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, Spencer. There goes Spencer Ruggieri. That guy, I thought, I, I expected something different. I didn't think he was going to be so calm. Like you said, the calm people are always the ones that make me a little nervous. They just sit there. I am scary. Numb. I am a <laughs> dude, Terminator. I am dude numb. Is scary. Somebody will lose. This fight, I'm telling you, this fight, is, it, it might be over in like 15 seconds. It would be over if I was in the squared circle. When he was walking to the squared circle, it would be over. I would leave the squared circle. I wouldn't even fight. That's me, though. I'm yeah. not a fighter. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Paulie Malnaji coming up. We're excited for that uh, in a couple minutes, just a couple minutes away. But we're talking about tryouts right now, BKFC tryouts. They're so important to go to. Uh, a lot of people want to know when the next tryouts are. We're going to flash it up on the screen in a second, let you know. It's going to be with Chris Lido. We love that guy because we always try to bring a special guest to help analyze the fighters in Alabama. That's the night after our next big show. It'll be March 20th. It's all down there if you want to get involved. Bare Knuckle tv slash tryouts uh also at the tryouts we found this other guy and, and i was kind of looking over our content director's shoulder who's an absolute genius love evan and we both saw it's like who's this guy and i didn't even need to know his name <laughs> i didn't even need to know his name he kind of if you if you cover his face like this part like this he kind of looks like stone cold steve austin if you cover yep. the beard mm-hmm. but i think this guy is uh, way more to be reckoned with than stone cold steve austin this guy just look very at this crazy guy, past. man. It's- so the last tryout, as as you said, we have Chris Leto coming out to the next try. Excuse me, next tryouts. The people that were selected from here, Chris Lieben was there. So he's looking for the people with the biggest heart. You know, those that have the skill set. Uh, he knows what it's like to be in that you know squared circle. He knows what it's like to be in bare knuckle, and he's looking for those individuals. He's looking for the people that are hungry, that are ready to scrap and ready yeah. to go to war, and will do anything. And, and if nothing else, though, yeah. Rob, if nothing else, you also, if you show up and you, you don't get picked, you can show up another time, I'm sure, but you also will get a Chris Lieben or a Chris Lytle who will be at the appearances like Chris Lytle coming up, and you can kind of 
sitting under their learning tree so you can pick up some new uh, uh, weapons for yeah, your next time. Yeah, if you time don't get, tra- you know, worst case scenario, you're learning from one of the best that's ever done it. Yeah, it's really you know? cool that these guys are wanting to come that's to these awesome. tryouts. That shows you how much they want to build the sport as well. But the guy I was talking about before, a minute ago, if you cover his face, he looks like Stone Cold. He could be even even tougher. He is tougher than Stone Cold. The story this guy tells when he sits down at tryouts, I'm like, who is this man? I'm afraid to meet him, but I want to meet him. He's huge. Wait till he tells you his stats and wait till you hear what he used to do. Let's go to that video clip right now. I mean, talk about real. (laughs) So real. And, you know, here he goes. My name is Adam Stewart. I'm 31 years old and I'm eight and one as a professional heavyweight boxer. I just quit my job two weeks ago to chase my dreams of being a heavyweight champion of anything. Um, Great company I worked for eight years. Um, But something inside was just telling me, you want to be known as the Mr. Air Conditioner guy, you want to be known as the heavyweight champion of the world. My whole, most of my whole family been in prison in and out their whole life. Grandpa's dad, you know, little sister. Um, I chose to go that same route. I looked up to, you know, that type of person, and I was an angry, mad kid. I found uh, similar kids, same situations with other dad, and we would go around the streets downtown Phoenix, and we would smash heads for fun. We would take turns, then, you know, call people out and say, fuck you. To a grown ass man when I was 15 and 16 years old, and they'd say, Hey, you little punk kid. And we'd, I'd walk up and knock him out cold. I kept taking it to the next level. I, I used to run around with a three foot long sword. I'd rob people Gosh. with it. I, you know, I was six foot five, 270 pounds, you know, when I was 17 years old. And I would go around with a three foot sword. I'd kick people in the chest and say, Give me your fucking wallet or I'll chop your fucking head off. So that kept happening. We used to end up stealing some guns. Um, Sawed them off, pistol grip, you know, shotguns, and we we roll around robbing people. What, dude? I mean, <laughs> like, like I didn't see the whole clip, Rob. I just I, I saw the sword. To, yeah, yeah, I, I saw the sword part, and I, I thought, didn't hear this in, at all. <laughs> no, this I is thought, all new to me, man. I thought that was amazing. The sword part, not that he robbed people, but that a guy his size would need a sword to even do anything. I would see the guy he'd be like, "Give me your money." I'd be like, here yeah, you go. Yeah, here you go, man. I mean, <laughs> and and would he, would, would he just go to pick up a sword and walk around town with it? Like, I got to meet this guy. I want to learn more about him. The shotgun stuff freaked me out, but he's huge. He's huge, and he's built for the sport, and it sounds like he's rehabbed himself, which yeah, we're glad about. One, yeah, eight and one. I guess, you know, he was in HVAC or HVAC or heating, air conditioning, and um, in that for eight years to to drop his career. Wow. I mean, I, I, you got to applaud the guy. That. That's a lot of respect to be in, in an industry for eight-plus years to say, you know what, this is not what I want to do. This is not my dream. I'm going to pursue my dream. He's taking a risk. It's a huge risk, man. Do you think if huge. he ends up fighting for BKFC on one of the main events when it's time to get paid, do you think he'll come to the guy who pays him with like a sword? <laughs> if he'll come with a sword, swashbuckle him a little, <laughs> Zorro style, He-Man, the powers within him, all that stuff? Yeah, I guess we got to get secure. <laughs> I'm going to shake man. the guy's hand. I'm gonna, I want to be your friend. You're, you're amazing. But that's who we find at trials. I want to get this guy on the podcast. Uh, we will at some wild. point. But he's, so, yeah. he's also one, we were just talking about with Spencer Ruggieri. Mm-hmm. He's so calm, this guy with the sword. He's so calm when he talks about these tales which that makes me a little a little more um um what's the word nervous i'll say because that's the word i'm looking for uh, a lot of things coming up on the podcast the show i'm excited because in a couple minutes we'll be talking to paulie malinaji who's fought for us magic before. man yeah the magic man gonna be coming on he's as i said earlier like a lawnmower you pull that cord and he just goes and i mean that uh, with the utmost respect because i'm a big fan of his uh, i love his analyzation of mm-hmm. the fight game and i just think he's an everyday guy and, and that's why i want to talk to him uh, he'll be coming on in just a couple minutes. I'm looking forward to that. I know you have a lot of questions for him too. I do. I got some tough ones. Yeah, this so is not going to be. An I got easy some tough interview. ones for him for sure. 
I'm going to touch on, you know, the reasons why he's not with Showtime or if he wants to. Um, also, I'm going to get some questions from the fans. We're going to be choosing two questions, selecting two questions from the fans. What do you want to ask Paulie? Whatever you think it is, you know, you know, we're going to pick the two best questions. And to do that, obviously, just drop in the chat if you're watching this live, and we'll pick the two best questions, and we'll ask Paulie. So it's your chance to ask questions to Paulie Malinaji. Just keep in the chat. We pick the pe- we pick the best ones. We have the producers looking at him as we interview him, and we'll go to those. But coming up in just a, about a minute, minute and a half, we're going to mm-hmm. be on with the magic man, Paulie Malinaji. Now, presto, let's disappear for some commercials. Tiger Life is not about race or religion black or white, young or old, male or female. It's not about where you live or where you're from. It's about finding your why in life. Tiger Life is a way of life. It's a purpose, a light, the future. We all have a story to tell, so let's tell it. It's time to be heard. Just remember, we may not be able to rewrite our story, but we sure as hell can change the ending. Tiger Life. Energy never tastes it so good. Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship 16, live Friday, March 19th. Watch as Leonard Bad Boy Garcia aims to end the undefeated streak of Joe Hitman Elmore. And Chop Chop Corley takes on the educated hands of Reggie Barnett. Plus, former heavyweight champ Arnold Adams returns to face Bobo O'Bannon. Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship 16, Friday, March 19th, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, only on the Bare Knuckle TV app. Download it now, bkfc.com. And we are back. Excited about that big fight coming up. Right. I mean, Joe Hitman Elmore is going to be absolutely amazing against, of course, Leonard Bad Boy Garcia. Reggie Barnett Jr. versus Chop Chop. Another uh, uh, just banger we're looking at. I'm excited. I'm really excited for this. And I'm excited for Paul Imanagi, who's coming up soon, too. He was at Knuckle Mania, and it really seemed like he was enjoying the action. It's fun to watch anybody, especially fighters and athletes, enjoy the action because, you know, they've been in there before. Paulie's fought for us before, and he's has a professional boxing uh, pedigree too behind him. So that's another great thing. We have Rob entering the room again. Rob ran out because Rob wanted to get some merchandise to show you. Rob, walk through the camera. It's fine. It's fine. But you look better when I, I look better when you walk through. Rob's back. He's got what's new gear? Limited before we, edition. Be, before we get to Paul yep, Manalogy, let's edition. look at the gear. This is important too. It's fresh, man. You're going to show I love it? it. Yeah. Limited so edition. I, and how it. can they get that? Shop.barenuckle.tv or you can go to bkfc.com. I'm going to put my headphones on. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's some of the new merchandise that Rob wanted to show. And limited, I think uh, later on the show. Run. We're doing limited runs now, Brian. So uh-huh. make sure that everyone grabs your merchandise today. Limited runs. Nice. Look at us. Well, I, I think you grab it today. And I think we're going to give away some merchandise later on the show, right? Right. Well, now, we, now, now we have to. Yeah, uh, let's do it. We also have to. I shouldn't say have to because I'm very excited to talk to him. I, I spoke to him on our SiriusXM show before, uh, Paulie Malinaji. The guy's done so much in, in professional boxing. He fought first here in Bare Knuckle, at one of the biggest Bare Knuckle fights of all time. Uh, I can't say enough about this guy. I'm a huge fan of everything he's done from being an athlete to also his analyzations, I said, of, of the fight game. He's just like an everyday guy. And you don't always get that. You get these. That's like we're like everyday guys. Maybe he's mm-hmm. a little bit more professional than I am, a lot more. But these guys stand in suits and they, they read teleprompters. This guy speaks with his heart. And we love that here at Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Thank you so much for coming on. Let's talk to our buddy, Paulie Malinaji. How are you, bud? Hey, Alex, we need one second for Paulie. All right, one second for Paulie. So, so that's fine with me. Now, Rob, I know you said you're going to ask some questions. I believe Paulie's on the run today. We got him on the run, but he was good enough to call in because, like I said, he's a big fan. Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. He, he's fought here. We've said that numerous times. He was at Knuckle Mania enjoying it. Yeah, he was at Knuckle, Knuckle Mania. And I watched him. I talked com- to him. You know, as a... Uh, 
as a guest. Yeah. But I, I think he was scouting some of the fighters. Man. I do too. I, I think he might have the itch, but I do I'll too. let him answer that. Well, That's going to be think, one of the look, questions for sure. I think he might have the itch too. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about his last fight here, how he thinks he won the fight. Uh, there, there's so much to just dig into with Paulie today. Uh, if, how about the fact that Paulie, when he came to us, I mean, I, I, I can remember this. He, I believe he spit in uh, Lobov's face, right? Did he do that? He did, man. That's the I mean, infamous that's, spit. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Good for him. I wonder if he's going to be wearing Yankees gear today. Do you think he's going to have like a Yankees <laughs> shirt on today promoting his team? As we're here, No, no, I don't think he is. I don't know if he's a Yankees guy, a hat maybe. I know he's a big New York guy. Last time I talked to him, I thought it was funny how uh, here in the Philadelphia area, we say, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? Mm. And he, he came right on last time. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, this is the guy I can talk to. Paige Van Zandt was all like polished and spoke very nicely. Paulie and I are just going at it. It was a good time. He's so real, man. He's, he's ready. I think he's ready, too. Yep, and he's ready. He's, he's raised upside down right now. <laughs> all right, man. Let's, there we go. <laughs> let's bring him on. Let's bring him on. He's upside down. Paulie him out. You know he is. All oh, right. Oh. 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 I'm getting seasick here, Paulie. What are you doing? He's, look at that nice, Dude, nice. I, don't, I don't get on roller coasters, Paulie. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you, man. How you feeling? How you doing? Good. There man. it is. How you's doing? That's yeah. why, that's why me and this guy get along. How you's doing? How you's doing? That's what we talked about last time. How you's doing? That's the first thing you said. I love that. It's an underused word. <laughs> I agree. I, let's all let's all get our English better, like myself and like Paulie, and say, "What are you's doing? Or what are you's guys doing?" This should be the dictionary. <laughs> that's right. Throw that in the Urban Dictionary. If it's not use, right? Yeah. Y o u s should be. It should be in the dictionary in general, man. Well, Paulie, and they they put y'all they put y'all in the dictionary for the Southerners. See, that's and then the they thing. made it go national. Yeah, so if we, if we put use in the, if we put use in the dictionary, it'll go national. So look, because here's what I, I want. When I was a kid, y'all was just from the South. Now everybody says y'all. But <laughs> if true. we put use, I think everybody would like use better than y'all. I don't say y'all. I'll never say y'all. And you know I what? Never, I, know, I never said y'all either. No, never <laughs> in a million years. And, and you know what's but funny? Now, God, now it's crazy. Even I hear, I even hear New Yorkers say y'all. No, they do? Ugh. Oh, well, there's no New Yorkers anymore. They all left. <laughs> they all ran away, right? Yeah, man. I love I mean, it. How, how, how is everything going up there before we hop into it? How's New York treating you? In? Uh, it's all right. I just got back, actually. I was in Florida a couple of weeks. Uh, I, as soon as I get back to New York, I want to be back in Florida. I'm, I'm kind of over it. It's like there's no, there's no culture left here. There's no, it's not New York. So, I mean, sure. it's just the geography of New York. It's cool, but uh, I... Uh, when did you I'm, feel that, Paulie? When did you feel the culture change? You're saying there's no culture in New York anymore. You're you're a, a I think the culture's man. been changing since post nine eleven, to be honest. Okay. Uh, mm. Little by little. I think the culture's been changing. Um little by little since then. But it's still held after nine eleven. It didn't it wasn't an overnight thing, but little by I think little by little it started to diminish after nine eleven. Uh and especially like the last five years or so, I've seen a complete demolition of my personal neighborhood you know Bensonhurst Brooklyn has been, just had a demolition job it's totally gone so mm. so uh you know and I see the rest of the city I just see I don't know I for me it's becoming very LA-ish you know everybody's uh you know I think the internet makes makes all the cultures the same now I don't I don't really you know it used to be like the, there was a west coast culture there was an east coast culture there was a, a European culture there was mm-hmm. uh you know all kinds of other cultures. I, I really think the internet is kind of merging all the cultures into one and we're losing that spice of life, but that's a different conversation. No, it is. It is, Paulie. And I, and I, I do agree with you on a, a lot of the things you say and that you've said in the past. I, I totally understand your viewpoints, but you want to talk about cultures changing. I want to talk about cultures changing. I want to talk about a, a world you come from, the boxing culture, the fighting culture changing. I'm seeing a lot of this now, and, and I want your thoughts on this. 
You're seeing a lot of influencers, the Jake Pauls of the world. Now they're calling people out. And they're trying to get fights, and they're making money that way. Uh, do you think this is a trend? It's going to be around for a year, and it's going to go away? Or you think this is something new? The culture. I don't, I don't, I'm not really changing. sure. I guess it depends on. I guess it depends on the success of of the Paul brothers. I mean, obviously they're not the only ones that did it. They're just the only ones that are doing it good. You know, uh, actually, I think Logan would have probably fought more uh, if he would have got the win over KS, KSI. He was trying to get the Floyd fight. Um, KSI getting that decision because it could have went either way. KSI getting that decision was kind of like a waste because mm. he didn't do anything with it. You know, he doesn't fought since he hasn't done anything with it. Yeah. I think Logan, I think the Paul brothers have shown that they have a commitment to this at least. You know, um, other YouTubers have gotten in like that guy Jake slapped around in his in his pro debut. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, there other YouTubers do try to get in, but they're not. It sounds like Max Hedrum right now. We're losing you, Paulie. Can you hear me? Oh, Max Hedrum. He might be out. Losing me. You guys uh, I can hear you now. I can hear a little bit of that tinge of that I'm New York back. accent that I love. You guys hear? <laughs> he's frozen. At least yeah. he said after his fight with us but that, that he made sure he looked good. At least if he's I frozen. We Do we got you back, Paul? No, he's frozen. If he's frozen, at least he looks good still. Like for a fighter... <laughs> You, you you got a good look to you for being frozen. We're staring at your frozen face right now. Uh, there you, we go. Yeah, we're getting it I back. We're back. <laughs> See, he knows. It's my peripheral view because I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> That's spotty love internet up there in New so, York, man. We got to work on that. So let's, let's, uh, he was going in about the Paul yeah. brothers and stuff. You were talking about the Paul brothers and you were talking about, I want to ask you as a professional fighter, does that, does that upset you? Does it piss you off a little bit that these guys are using their Instagram followings or is it just business? <laughs> Me personally, it doesn't upset me because if you're bringing in the money, then you deserve to be paid by it. You know, sure. um, is it fair that other guys have put in so much work and then I get to this way? Sure, but you know, it's also the issue with that is also that you know, you get it based on your value, your, your market value. This is a total Max Hedrum. Yes, I can hear you kind of. So yeah, listen, so while, 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 the, while the connection's coming a little, I don't mean to overtalk you, Paulie, but while the connection's coming in a little cl- uh, clearer, while it's clearing up, I mean, maybe, maybe we could talk about this really quick because we have a clip we want to play. Uh, if you can hear me, Paulie, we want to talk about your time when you fought here. Uh, you, you want to speak on that fight a little bit, Rob? It was a really good fight. A lot of people yeah. still talking yeah, about it. Yeah, it. it was a great fight, Paulie. Your reaction at the end about Which we have. Thought, we have an audio clip of that. You thought you got the W. Um, it was kind of split. Let, um, let's let's hear what he had to say. Let's hear the audio clip. Let's do that. They don't judge enough boxing matches out here because they don't. We don't do shit as far as boxing out in Florida. And maybe these guys ringside haven't watched the fight since, since the 20th century, and they didn't know how to judge it. I love that. So so why were you saying that type of thing? I mean, well, we watched the fight. We know why you were saying it. But can you talk a little more on that fight that you had, where where you thought, and a lot of people thought that you were the clear winner. I mean, I thought I, I thought the I, I thought I was in total control of the whole fight. You know, even when I broke my hand. I knew my hand was broken. I've broken my hand enough times to know when it's just in pain and when it's actually broken. I knew the instant I broke it that it broke. Um, you guys hear me? I can hear you. Great. Yep. We got you, buddy. Uh-oh. You guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Great, man. Clear as crystal clear. <laughs> this is okay. This is live yeah, radio, so I mean, baby. I think, yeah, I, I thought I was in control of the whole fight. Even one-handed. I mean, he wasn't really hitting me. I, I, the problem with bare knuckle fighting is that the, 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 it's not a problem but the fan base is MMA and MMA fans are probably the dumbest fans that when it comes to professional sports you know <laughs> they, they, no, they're going to judge stuff on weird they, they don't judge on effectiveness they judge on stuff like blood and yeah. and if, you're, if your leg is bent backwards it doesn't matter if you're weak 
once that kind of stuff happens, it doesn't matter if you're winning the fight anymore, you know, because I was actually handling law ball pretty easily. He never had me uncomfortable um, at all, even when I was fighting him one-handed. And I was pretty much outlanding him easily uh, with the one hand I was using. Um, he was pressuring me a little bit more when I was one-handed, yes, but he was walking into most of my shots. Um, I went off balance two times uh, due to the lefty versus righty matchup. Uh, and our lead feet are tangled a couple of times. And I don't know if that gave people any reason to maybe think that I, uh, I was off balance because of a punch or something. Um, truthfully, um, I thought the commentating team was, was very poor. Um, if you're using one hand for three rounds, somebody in the commentating team, somebody in the commentating team is supposed to understand that and realize that I know I would, if I, when I was commentating, if I saw one guy not using one hand, I would have brought out that, you know, uh, that I would have brought out that, um, you know, he's possibly injured or he's possibly, uh, uh, you know, this guy might be an injury to the hand. I, I very clearly didn't throw a right hand for three rounds. Yeah. The, the fight is five, the fight is five rounds. I'm not throwing a right hand for three of them and you can't. And, and I know my body language is supposed to sell you because that's what, you know, I, I'm supposed to sell you so that my opponent doesn't know I'm one handed and doesn't attack me like crazy. Mm-hmm. So I have to sell it to law ball with my body language, but in selling it to law ball, you still have to have the commentating team. That's actually, that's actually not sleeping and not be sold on it as well. I understand fans get sold on it. I understand uh, 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 even the opponent can be sold on it. That's the whole point. Yeah. But the commentating team is supposed to pick up on that, um, and they didn't. But nonetheless, um, it did make the fight a little bit closer, but I didn't think it was anything. I didn't think there was, a, I didn't think there was any, uh, any question about who won the fight. I mean, I was, I was never uncomfortable in the fight at all. You know, uh, he got me in that one clench. It opened the cut. You know, the cut looked bad, but I do have a lot of scar tissue. So if you put me in a situation where I'm going to rip open, I'm going to rip open, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, it was one of the easiest fights of my life. So, and, uh, and Lobo, you know, he came, he brought it. But, you know, my hands, the only damage I took really was my hands. I wasn't even sore the day after the fight, which I didn't think was possible when you, when you fight a fight and not get a first-round knockout. I wasn't sore the day after the fight. It was crazy. And, and, and to that, Paulie, so you, 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 you fought your fault fight, excuse me. You thought you had the decision. And when you heard Artem uh, be announced as the winner, um, your reaction was, you know, we, you know, we played, we played the tape. Um, you said you were going to give, you were thinking about giving this bare knuckle, you know, this bare knuckle a, a chance and to run with it. And you said, you know, because of the judging, because of what happened, that you were done with it. Now, we understand post-fight, you know, there's adrenaline rush. There's a lot of emotion going into, uh, into the fight and after the fight. Do you still feel that way? Um, are, are you still interested in exploring BKFC oh, think, or boxing? or think, where, where, What's, your, what's think, the future hold for you? I think the interest is there if something can be accomplished. Obviously, money is obviously always a, comp- a necessary compensation. But I, 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 um, I spoke to Louis Baboon, uh, the Louis... Um, Palomino. Was, uh, what's his Palomino. It's Palomino. Mm-hmm. Palomino, yes. And Palomino, you know, he's a good fighter, and, and he earned the championship in that sport by winning a tournament, you know. So he legitimately, he's uh, he's battle-proven and battle-tested in that sport. Um, you know, we spoke a little bit about possibly making a fight. You know, something like that uh, is more than just compensation. It's also an opportunity to uh, uh, be part of the history of that sport by being a champion, you know. So things like that. I think it, I think the fight again, it would have to be for more than just money. Like the, like the law ball thing was just like, all right, this is like easy money. I'm going to just grab it. Um, I don't think this just money would motivate me anymore. I think there has to be some kind of a, 
some kind of meaning to the to the fight because it because it's you know it is not easy to go through a training camp and uh, uh, get in shape at, at my age, you know. Uh, so so to to put myself through that kind of grueling thing, I think um, it's easily uh, doable if I if the commitment is there. But I think for the me to have the full commitment, I think there has to be some kind of meaning to the fight, and that's why uh, a, a championship, uh, you know, possibly interests me, you know. Yeah, totally. So, what are you? Are you? Are you? What are you like? Forty years old now, right? I'm forty years old. Yeah, you look great for forty. I'm I'm a little little bit behind you, not much. So I can understand. I mean, as you get older, it's harder to train for a fight. It's harder to get ready. And you're talking about the money yeah, it's, aspect. It's, it's just it's hard to stay healthy through all of camp, you know, because you want to push yourself as you're younger. I, here's my experience and how I see it. Uh, you want to push yourself the way you used to push yourself when you're younger, because you know you have that camp man- mindset, that camp mentality, which is like, okay, we're gonna grind, we're gonna go. You know, it's it's camp time. You know. And the issues you start having as you get older is you're in camp time and all of a sudden you, know, you grind too hard and you tear a muscle or you get an injury, you know? So, so you have to train smarter and not necessarily harder. And then sometimes that gets away from you because, you know, you, your, your emotions make you want to train so hard, you know, you're excited. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, yeah. It, it, it takes a little bit, it's a little bit more of a mindset in training camp. Totally um, understood. When you're old. Totally understood. And, and one more thing, because I know Rob has a question he really wants to ask you, but one more thing I'm always curious about, because I've, I've never uh, fought professionally. I've done professional wrestling, two different things, but you're still out there in front of a crowd. Do you miss that part, fighting in front of a crowd? I know you said it's not about the money, but do, do you miss being out there in front of a crowd and competing? That's yeah, as an athlete. Yeah, that, 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 I'll always miss that. I think any, any, anybody who's, who's been a professional athlete will always miss that. that I think that's, that goes across the board. You know, uh, the walkout, yeah. to your fight you know it's like uh it's like walking out into a gladiator arena you know um when there's a rabid large crowd especially you know and i've done that I, i've 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 have had walkouts inside soccer stadiums inside big arenas some of the most famous arenas in the world you know so um i've i've had you know the adrenaline rush when you're coming out to battle um uh, and with a rap full full capacity crowd in these kind of arenas or stadiums you know that you're never gonna you're never going to forget that, you know, that's, that's amazing. That's a moment that those are moments. Those are time capsule moments, you know, and that's a flash course, points. Yeah. Th- those always, those are always the things that, you know, the money's nice, but when you look back, you don't think about the money so much, you know, as long as you're comfortable. See, you Paulie, think Paulie. about, Oh, I'm you, sorry. I've never been in your tax bracket. Uh, so I can yeah. comment on that money, but you've earned every dime you've made. Well, I can see well, you're probably jobbing. No, I don't want to, I don't want to be mis, mis, um, misconstrued. Here's the thing. Obviously, you think about the money, but you don't think about the money when you're comfortable at that point. You're only thinking about money when you're not comfortable financially. Okay. You know, once you're comfortable financially, you're not thinking about money so much. But is that dangerous? So if if you if you had a good career and you're comfortable financially, you get left with these amazing memories. You don't think about oh that fight they paid me this much or this fight they paid me that. You just honestly, you got your bills paid, so you're satisfied, you're good financially. So really, you look back and you're just like, wow, that was an amazing experience. So that wow. was some promotion. That was some fight. That was some walkout. You know. That's kind of the, that's kind of where I find myself uh, with that. And of course, yeah, you always miss that. You're always going to miss that. That's, I mean, that, I think any profession, anybody who's been a professional athlete will tell you they'll always miss that. You know, there's, there's something really, really special about those kind of moments, those kind of feelings that, that words really don't do the justice to it. If you try to describe it in words. Understood. Totally understood. And you know, we're excited to watch you walk out as we, everybody that I said the other day, I was just saying that it's so interesting because when you're watching these fights, 
you shouldn't just watch what happens in the squared circle. You got to watch the walkouts. You got to watch how people look in their eyes. You got to watch the backstage shots. We give you all this access so you can look at people's eyes. And, and, and as a fighter, you could probably see it too. Uh, if there's some yeah. nerves going on there. Um, but I, I know we have limited time with you left, but we have, uh, we do this thing with fan questions. So we have some great fan questions. Rob has, we pull from uh, our live chat that's going on right now. Yeah. We have a couple fan questions. Uh, first question, Paulie, who was the better commentator, George Foreman or Roy Jones Jr.? And how important is it to have a retired boxer as part of the boxing commentating team? I miss your okay, showtime uh, commentating. As far as, as far as retired boxers, it, it's, I think it's important, but it can also be, counterproductive it depends okay because a lot of retired boxers are friends with the boxers so sometimes they'll play part they'll play the role and and be do much favoritism to their friends so while you while the retired boxers have give you a, an in-depth analysis more so even on the emotional side of it as well as the technical side of it um you got to be careful with the friendships and the bonds they have with certain fighters because they, they have bonds with certain fighters that that announcers and me, media will never have so you want to be careful that they're not being biased towards certain guys. That was, yeah, that was going to be my fighter. question. Would, would there be a yeah. bias? And do you notice a bias in some of the commentators that are friends with professionals? I would notice it. I don't know if people would notice it. I would notice it. Of course, I also know the relationships between the fighters and, and the fighter commentators. So sure. I would I would be looking more towards that when I know one of the fighters is friends with one of the, one of, with, uh, with the fighter commentator. But I, I, I think, you know, I liked I liked both. You know, I, I wouldn't say I, I like both George's style and uh, Roy's style, you know, um, Roy was pretty blunt. I, I mean, George was pretty blunt. Uh, Roy, from a technical aspect, I think was a little better. But George would mm-hmm. see things that that a lot of people wouldn't see. That at first, you at first, I remember I would be thinking like, "What is he talking about?" And then it would kind of unfold that way, you know. Uh, especially on an emotional side or, or, or reaction side, he'd say something like, "You know, he he's not liking this kind of shot. This kind of, that kind of body shot is really he's not he's not." taking it too well and really i couldn't tell anything i'll be like what do you mean he's not taking it too well he's taking it fine and then all of a sudden <laughs> you could see like a few rounds later what george is talking about so so um i think they both have their unique styles and they're both good um one of the things i enjoyed about george was his arguments with larry merchant on live oh TV. yeah oh yeah <laughs> also, also <laughs> great but honestly honestly larry's a character but Larry didn't know shit about boxing. I mean, Larry didn't know anything about boxing. I think boxing, Floyd Mayweather Jr. said that, didn't he? <laughs> hold, on, so Larry, hold on. So, Larry, you're saying Larry, Floyd Larry Mayweather Merchant. Jr. said it, Paulie said it. So, you tell us about Larry no, not knowing 100%. shit about boxing. Well, Floyd was 100% right. I mean, you don't know Larry shit about boxing. boxing right? Larry would be watching boxing and he'd start complaining if the fight wasn't like a, a, a Gotti War type of fight. Like, you got to <laughs> yeah. break down what's in front of you. You got to break down that kind of technical aspect of, of the technical fight as well, you know? So, but Larry was a great TV personality, and that's why I think he lasted long, you know, because he was a character. You would get these weird reactions from him. He was kind of a in-your-face type of interview where he wouldn't, wouldn't mind asking you the tough questions. Um, so you kind of need guy. I understand that now as an older person uh, that you kind of need those kind of people for television. You know, when I was younger, I was like, this guy's, this guy's terrible. But you know what? I see people's reactions to Larry like, Yo, Larry's great. Larry's great. I'd be like, you know what? He does have something about him in, as in his TV persona that really, really grips you. You know, so uh, you need a Larry Merchant in there too, or even you know, awesome. you're a Jim Gray type. You know, where La- Jim Jim was another one. He, Jim's another one on Showtime where he just asks you the questions. He doesn't care how offended you get. And uh, his, <laughs> I got his, I... his banter. His banter's with Adrian Braun are really funny. Uh, well, Jim and Jim and oh, Adrian, dude, they are they're great. They're phenomenal. Wait a minute, wait a minute. All right, so Paul, you brought it up. I'm I'm just gonna put it out there. What? The Adrian Broner. I mean, your soundbite 
with the side piece. I gotta ask, oh. man. That is timeless, dude. I can watch that thing for hours. Where did that come from, man? You gotta you, you fill the fans in, dude. That okay, was absolutely wild. Came from. Here's what came from the, the the girl wasn't that important, but I started to dislike the fact that the whole media was playing it like like a soap opera type of thing, like right? because mm-hmm. I. I was really aggravated because first of all, I was, I was actually seeing somebody at the time. It was like somebody, I was something more serious and that girl had never been anything serious. So they were starting to play like a soap opera thing. And it was like, yeah, I'm sure. Getting on my that, nerves. Man. Yeah. That's it, was, it was getting on my nerves because at least I've had soap opera relationships. Don't get me wrong, but I've really had like crazy, some crazy relationship, but at least they were real relationships. And if the media gets a hold of one of your soap opera relationships, it can be annoying, but, <laughs> It's even more annoying when it's a fake soap opera relationship, you know? So mm. I was like, they was just running with this whole thing in the media. And I had never really done anything except really slept with that girl a handful of times, you know? <laughs> hung out with her a handful, handful of times as well. You know, don't get me wrong. We hung out a few times. Um, but she was uh, what I said she was, you know? So I'm not going to repeat it here, but she was yeah. what I said she was. <laughs> yeah. And, Holy and then you. when Adrian, I had just got the Showtime job. I literally just got the Showtime job one month before, uh, no, seven months before this fight. Seven months before the fight. Um, and Adrian says what he says in a post-fight interview. On my mother's eyes, when I took off towards him, I'm telling you right now. The CP, everybody asked Adrian about this. Nobody asked me about this. When I took off towards him, when I made that rant, that rant right after, I didn't go there to make the rant. I went in there to blindside punch him. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping it real. All right. (laughs) In the one second, in the one or two seconds that it took me to cross the ring, my mind also went to my Showtime job as I'm running towards it. So as I'm running towards there, I get there and I I stopped myself from blindsiding him because I was going to knock him the fuck out right there. Like he would have, he would, I would have cold cocked him right there. And that was the intention. So when I suddenly just run right over there and you suddenly, I'd suddenly pop into the picture, I'm caught in no man's lane now because I took off the, I took off the sucker punch him, but then I'm not going to sucker punch him. What am I doing here? You <laughs> go shit showtime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're at, Paulie, I got, I got one, one more question, one more fan question from Jillian Slowwater Banks on YouTube. Showtime boxing isn't the same without this man's commentating, and that is a fact. And um, one, one last question. That's the second person that's mentioned Showtime. I know you guys have not seen Eye to Eye. Not sure if you want to even comment on it. If you do, awesome. If not, completely understand. But uh, yeah, every, everyone understands and respects your, your opinion in the boxing world your expertise and just not having you is, is just, it's, it's bad. It's bad for the sport. Yeah. yeah but everybody makes their choices, you know, uh, and, and they have, they run a, they run a, a conglomerate over there, a uh, big corporation. And so they, they, they have to all make their choices too. Uh, at the end of the day, you're going to have to make a decision as to what do you prefer more your product being the best it can be or your product being diminished, but everybody having your same political views. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is, and when you're in charge, you're allowed to make those kind of decisions and, and live with the kind of results it gets you. Um, so regardless of what fans um, say about it, there obviously wasn't enough backlash in the, in the, in the reverse to write to Showtime, to email Showtime, to go at Showtime and say, well, you guys got to keep Paulie. There was enough. There was enough um, complaints from racist people. I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, they're black people can be racist. I don't give a shit what they say in college. Um, there was enough complaints from racist people, where um, where um, 
I think there was a demand for a little bit of a change or whatnot. And I didn't get, I didn't get defended. I don't think enough. So while it's, while it's nice to hear these things and everything like that, I think uh, the momentum probably forced Showtime to, you know, make a decision and then they're allowed to um, make that decision because they're the ones in charge, you know? So I, I really didn't take it as any hard feelings. I had a good, I had a good bunch of years there. Listen, sure did. I, uh, mm. I, and I, and I, um, and I was able to make a lot of extra money that led me to making certain moves in my life that I wouldn't have been able to make if I hadn't had that job along with the fighting. So, and, and because of that, I'm comfortable today. Um, and I, I, if it wasn't for that job, I, I wouldn't have been able to be in the position where I'd be comfortable today uh, with the extra money I made there. So um, I can't say there's hard feelings. Do I, it, it's disagreement, but I don't think there's hard feelings. Definitely, I, I, it, would be, it, would be, it would be too strong to say that. Understood. Thank you for being so open and honest about that and everything today. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on, Paulie. I mean, you, you in my mind, uh, with your analyzation, you're, you're legendary. I think you are still one of the best out there. I can't wait to see where you land. Hopefully, it'll be here in BKFC. I'd love to see you fight again. I'd love to just work with you. I think you're incredible, and I know that Rob enjoyed talking to the fans yeah, as thank, well. Thank you so much for your time, Paulie. Yeah, man, we, we really, really appreciate it. it. Where are you going, by the way, Paulie, in your car? Hold on. I wonder where you're, where you're headed. You're in the car. Where are you going? Right. Oh, I'm actually going to Queens. I got an appointment. I got I'm, I'm in Long Island right now, but I'm got to drive through Queens. I'm in traffic. It's annoying, bro. Of course you are. Hawk your horn for us. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think he was going to do it. Okay, all right. All right. All right. That's why I love this guy. Paulie Malnagy, man. Thanks for coming on, bro. I love the hat. Yeah. Two Italians yeah, today. The old, the old New York, you honk like that, you end up in a street fight. Well, yeah. you, and you, that's why I was <laughs> hoping it would happen. We'd catch you'd be just fine. York, so nobody does anything. <laughs> now they just yeah, kind of look, they get scared. Then bro, it, sometimes, a, sometimes a horn is essential. I was in Florida last week and I was texting at the red light and I look up and I look up and the light is turning yellow back to red. Like oh. I, I, I was, texting, I was texting throughout the whole green light and the Bro. people behind me didn't honk at me. Like that's what you need to honk at me. I, I want to do it too. So, you know, you know they're, 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 like honking is actually a, a courtesy sometimes. It's not just, it's not a, a fight. Somebody, somebody in that moment needed to honk at me to help me. The light was the yeah, I get I get nervous I when people do that. I start like sweat. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, that's the going. last thing I want to do is honk at Paulie Mountain. Yeah, yeah, they see you and he hop out in Queens, dude. <laughs> I'm done. You're done. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is yeah. I wasn't honking at you. All right, <laughs> you know, people here just get too offended. Even even with the high beams, I know in, in Italy. When I'm in Italy, you only pass in the left lane. You do not pass in any other lane. Right? Here, everybody passes in every lane. Oh. But when you're going too slow in the left lane, somebody flicks the high beams at you, and they and you you, you move over. It's a it's courtesy. courtesy, yeah. Over, over here, if you do any kind of high beam flicking, people get offended. It's like, yeah, it's like throwing them, flipping them the bird. We got to lighten up. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't oh, know man. you were so intense yeah. on your driving. I love that. That's why I like you, Paul. You're intense about everything. Again, I know you, you have yeah, somewhere to be an appointment to be at, so... Good to hang out. This was the second Paisan we had on the show today, two in a row. We had Rajiri. Now we got uh, Poli Malinaji. And and thank you so much, the Magic Man. And uh, hey, plug your social media before you go, man. Oh, yeah. It's at Poli Malinaji on Twitter and on uh, Instagram. That's it. All right. That's awesome. Stay in touch with Paulie. Hopefully we have you on again soon, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much, Paulie. Great talking to you. All right. We're getting ready. See you, bud. Later, brother. We're getting ready to uh, head into our next segment, which is BKFC Ask Me Anything. So in the chats, you've, you've been saying throughout the thing, you have questions. Anything you want to ask us, you leave it in the chat right now, and we're going to come back, and we're not only going to answer anything you want, any questions we see, we're going to answer. But on top of that, we have Big Ben, who won a big, uh, it was the Unreal Contest, right? The fan contest? The ultimate fan contest giveaway, man. The, the, the contests that we have, when people want to enter, you know, we fulfill those. So next time that we say, you know, 
Drop your, you know, drop your favorite, you know, as color in the what? Comments. As opposed yeah, to what? Man. That we're not going to fulfill them? Hey, a lot of people don't. Do man. they do that? Yeah, yeah. Scumbags. A lot of people are a little sweet, uh, bait and switch, man. That's terrible. Well, no. we're going to have uh, Ben on. We talked to him at the show. I know Rob did, as did I. This guy is an Uber fan. He's going to talk so much about what he saw behind the scenes. Peel the curtain back a little bit. We'll get to that in a couple minutes. And don't forget, drop your questions in the chat because coming up, it's Ask Us Anything right after this. Wow, man. I was watching that myself. Rob and I were loving that. That was some exclusive content. Exclusive. Never never aired before, never seen before. Not on the app, not anywhere except for our live broadcast. And I think that we put something like this together every week for the fans to see something that okay. they never see before. <laughs> I learned that too today. That, I'm excited because I get to see this stuff too for the first time. That was really cool. And we'll be do, continually doing that. It, it's so cool when you're backstage, or I say backstage because my wrestling background, I say in the locker room, and you can see everything going on. I was actually talking about last night um, on a podcast I was on when uh, Sagala and Starling came to the back. And I'd forgotten about this moment until one of the guys in the podcast brought it up. They got a standing ovation from the locker room. When they came back through the curtain, I don't know if we have film of that. I'd love to see that on here if we do at some point, maybe next week or something. But they got a standing ovation as well. I mean, they deserve it. They opened Knuckle Mania mm-hmm. with a barn burner. And uh, I just think that kind of stuff is really cool because you don't see that all the time. So we'll be um, revealing exclusive content as well, coming up um, on the, the show. I think it's going to be great. And we're doing Ask Me Anything Now, which is in, in the chat section. And I think we have a couple questions coming up. I don't have my, my cheaters on, but I'm going to try to read these unless you have them on your phone. Oh, here we go. Uh, Are you going to do events in other countries? That comes from, what's that say? Guerrero. Yeah, Guerrero. Are you going you got- to do events in other countries? Guerrero. Just so happens we have Bare Knuckle Kingdom in Thailand. There's actually a trailer that we're going to be releasing today, a trailer for Bare Knuckle Kingdom, which is Bare Knuckle Boxing in Thailand. That's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, That's part of our growth, man. We're expanding yeah. rapidly. They're asking about other countries. That's just to me, from what I can see, I know nothing. They tell me nothing. I'm just here. But, but I am. I'm a moron with a mic. I always say it. But but the thing is, we're expanding rapidly. You can see it. I mean, we're going to Thailand. What's next? That's what's going to be awesome. So thank you for asking that question. That was a great question. Let's see what else we have here. Uh, let's see. When is Britton Hart getting her much-deserved rematch? That's the her question. Rematch. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's not up to me, man. I don't know. I can't answer that. I can throw it to Rob, see what he thinks. Hey, but- man, the big boss just dropped some very, very, very big news. Apparently, we have a tentative date for Paige's return really? versus a potential fighter. Oh, and you know, before you came in, we have Paige Van Zandt that's going to be on this podcast next week. So we're Paige going to have Paige next live. Week? Yep. Oh, that's cool. So she's going to be announcing her next date or her next fight date. Um, her potential opponent. I'm not sure if it's contractor signed in, 
Um, and, and again, Big Boss Man has, has leaked a couple of things to me that I, you know, I'm going to hold off on that. The Big Boss Man? Yeah. Really? Big Boss Man. From Cobb County, Georgia, he leaked it to you? Yeah, I mean, there's like some exciting depth in the, in the women's division. It's going to be crazy, man. Rob has a one-step mind. Rob's going somewhere. He doesn't respond to what I say. The Big Boss Man was a professional wrestling reference. I thought he would appreciate because he's a pro wrestling fan. He did not. So, so. I, 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 de- I definitely appreciate it, man. I, just too, mu- too much with the law in the past couple of days. <laughs> Rob, yeah, Rob, Rob got his car man. stolen. Rob got his car stolen if you're just tuning in, so we do feel bad for him about that. So these Ask Me Anything's are great. Uh, we were supposed to talk to Big Ben. I, I heard that, but apparently Big Ben took the money and ran. Apparently we gave him this big thing. He's still a fan, but I don't know if he had to work or whatever it is. So yeah, he had, he, had, he had to hop off the call. Our, our call with Paulie ran a little bit too late. As you said, he's kind of like a lawnmower with all due respect. He's, he's awesome to talk to. That's but, Big uh, Ben up there, though. Big Ben hanging out. That's in, our contest with, winner. With Lieben. I mean, he got to meet everybody. He was so excited, Big Ben. Uh, it, was, it was expenses paid, right? Flights, hotel rooms, and he got exactly. backstage access pretty much. Yep. I mean, he got to see everything. And he was so excited. This guy was, I don't think he slept for three days afterwards. The it's not, it's not because of Tiger Life. It's not because of Tiger Life. <laughs> and he got all the Tiger Life he could drink. I met him. I met his wife. There they're, you go. That's probably why. He's, that's awesome. probably why he's not. Uh, he's not able to come on today. He's probably working so hard his job chugging Tiger Life. He's not going to stop. <laughs> that's what it does. The why in life. Uh, so, any other fan questions you have coming in that, that you can see that you've been given? Uh, I think that's it, man. BKFC in Nashville one day? Question mark. Absolutely. Our goal is to take this. In every state in America, and I mean every state, uh, national, international, uh, we have to take it one day at a time, one step at a time, getting legalized in different territories and different states. It's a process. Uh, so just, you know, hang tight with COVID-19. It obviously derailed a huge chunk of uh, our, our goals for 2021. Did it ever, man. Did so. it ever. Because uh, what I was seeing, I was seeing packed arenas. I mean, we're seeing them as packed capacities they can be right now. Mm-hmm. But I was seeing full readers. If you look back on the app, you get the app, you look back, you can see. And it's so exciting. Matter of fact, Knuckle Mania was amazing, right? But I kept Great thinking event. back there, as amazing as it was, could it get any better? I thought the only thing that could make it better is something we don't have any control of, over. And we sold the place out with COVID restrictions. But yep. if that place would have been sold out, can you imagine oh, that crowd? Been, it would have been, been rocking. That's where we're <laughs> headed, man. That's where <laughs> we're headed. Rob, uh, we're going to have Paige Van Zandt on next week. We just found next out about week, that. Yeah. Maybe we're going to figure out when she's actually going to fight. We're going to ask her that question. I'm going to ask her. You're going to ask her. I want to know. You want to know. Uh, I don't know if we have an opponent picked. I don't know who she's fighting. We're going to find all this stuff out. That's next week. And um, I, I think, I mean, for this week, I think we pretty much exhausted everything we had. Yeah, I think we did, man. Well, we got some really, really fun stuff in store for the fans out there. I think we're going to have one of the BKFC 16 fighters on the card that will, will, will be joining us as a surprise guest. Yeah, I love the surprise guests because a lot of times they're a surprise to me as well, Robin. And, and it's exciting because you like that. You don't know, you don't come in prepared, so it's very organic. And, and we're very transparent here as well. We tell you that all the time. Uh, so you can kind of help us build, you, you know, we're building this together. Um, and, and I guess, like I said, that's mm-hmm. it. Thank you for hanging out in the comment section. Do me a favor. Be sure to spread the word. You can share this. You can comment. You can like it. Just make sure you do something so we can get more people to experience BKFC and kind of join the family because you're not viewers. I feel like they're almost family. I feel like we know a lot of our fans and we have the we're, limited yeah, edition. We're going to give away some merchandise right now. So all you got to do is just share this and we're going to give away uh, a brand new bare knuckle limited run t-shirt. And for those that are not watching live, we appreciate all the fans that watch us live. For those fans that are just tuning in after the fact, we're going to be giving you guys some awesome merchandise as well. Just drop us your favorite bare knuckle fight from Knuckle Mania. That's it. There's a lot of good ones. If if you stuck with us this far and you can let us know in the comment section your favorite fight from Knuckle Mania, we're going to hook you up with some free merchandise. All you have to do is just drop your handle, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, 
we'll reach out to you directly and we'll hook you up with some awesome merch. Get that free merch. And see, the shirt says, as I hold it up here, as I wait for my cameraman close-up, I'm going to say to you, cheers from Tiger Life to you. Thank you for another great show. We love you guys. And then I'm going to say, let's take the advice. Shut up and knuckle up. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks. Knuckle Fighting Championship 16, live Friday, March 19th. Watch as Leonard Bad Boy Garcia aims to end the undefeated streak of Joe Hitman Elmore. And Chop Chop Corley takes on the educated hands of Reggie Barnett. Plus, former heavyweight champ Arnold Adams returns to face Bobo O'Bannon. Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship 16, Friday, March 19th, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, only on the Bare Knuckle TV app. Download it now, bkfc.com.